Now entering Nerdist.com. True it with a guy named Kevin. True it and this other guy Steve. True it from the TV and the movies, and now this podcast straight. True it, they're gonna get chewy. True it, they might even get me. True it, but they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. <laughs> I'm doing like a sing chew. Mm, it doesn't doesn't like your dad have that problem or something like that. He, he moans when he chews. He does. Mm, mm, mm. Is it like uh, like the moaning or like what um, Matt Dillon had in Flamingo Kid, where he's just like, mm, mm, or is that the same thing? Uh, I mean, it's the same thing. It's an it's an enjoyment thing. Yeah, your dad's like moaning because it's so good. Yeah, he likes to eat it and likes to chew it. Oh, likes your dad to likes to chew it. it. I I think I told you that my dad used to like. After uh, any time he would take a big sip of beer, he would always say, Que rico. <laughs> right. Meaning, right. how rich. Or, right. this is the good life. This is the good life. Yeah. I, my, my dad would be a good uh, guest on Sippin' It. <laughs> on our sister podcast. Gulpin' It? Yeah. We should do that. We should have a sister. We should have. We should get some, a couple of broads to host a, uh, a sister podcast called Gulpin' It. Gulpin' It? Yeah. Well, that sounds sexist when you put it that way. It does kind of yeah, sexist. Yeah, and they're like, what are, you, what are you gulping? What do you have in your mouth? Beer. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously, me, me it's just soda, like cream soda. Sure, sure. Kind of like you. Um, what up, hey, Clay? everybody, what's up? Before we uh, get going here, Lem Dog. Yeah. This episode of Chewing It is brought to you by our friends over at K1 Speed. Did you know that? Well, hold on a second. You can't just like jump into it like that. When we ha- you haven't even discussed with me what theme we're going to do. Oh, you mean about the for the commercial? Yeah. Like I want to do <clears> theme cuz <throat> cuz I'm happy, Queen. Yeah. Because I am that much smarter today. Uh, why? Because I'm a college graduate. So I would like to read this as a as a Phi Beta Kappa. Okay, I don't even think that's accurate, but okay. Whatever. Okay. You know that on my acting resume it says that I I was Phi Beta Kappa, <laughs> but I intentionally misspelled the word Kappa with okay. the, with one P just to like to fuck to make. Does it, everybody catches it? Nobody ever catches it. Right. But then nobody reads my resume. Does anyone go? Hey, Phi Beta Kappa. All right. Um, nobody ever does that. No, no one. No, they don't read your fucking resume. Right. They just look at your picture and see, do you look good? Right. Right. Do you look the part? Yeah. They don't need to see, you know, your special Hey, this guy's fencing. This guy knows how to fence. Oh, my God. He's got a driver's license, which we have seen, which you do see. They tell you. Sure. Make sure you put down that you have a driver's license. Oh. Just so they know you can drive. In case they want to hire you as a PA. Yeah. Okay. Um, So, with that said, this episode of Chewing It is brought to you by our friends over at K1 Speed. If you have the need for speed, K1 Speed is the place to race. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do more. Is what I envision you as. Okay. Okay. K1 Speed is America's premier indoor kart racing center in the United States. It's insulting. It's insulting, Kevin. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Asshole. Experience the thrills of 100% emissions-free European-style electric go karts, reaching the speeds of 45 miles per hour. High-speed <laughs> thrills for adults and juniors. Race on over to a location near you today to feed yourself your need for speed. Seven days a week. 
<laughs> if you haven't experienced the thrills of racing at K1 Speed, do yourselves a favor and find a location near you. Go to K1Speed.com or just hop on the Chewing It website and download a coupon. It's a coupon. Five dollars off. You're not funny. <laughs> to save money on your next racing experience. K1 Speed. Thank you and good luck in the world, students. Who do you think they would rather have at K1 Speed? The really smart guy like you or the really dumb guy like me? Smart guy. No way. Who wants to hang out with the guy that you just did? I would be uh, pumping money into that thing. The, a, a dumb guy would? Or, yeah. Or, well, I mean... Certainly, you just appealed. We just appealed across the board to the entire demographic. To dumb and smart, or right in the middle. Yeah, that's the way we usually read it, right in the middle. Yeah, that's us. Yeah. Um, way to go, K one speed. Yeah, way to go, K one speed. By the way, I'm a college graduate now. Uh, what happened? Um, so this past weekend, for those of you who don't know, which is everybody, I was uh, Kevin and I did our show at uh, in Syracuse. Syracuse. Cues, cues, cues. Way to go, cues, cues, baby, cues. God. We had a great time. Oh my God, did we have a good time? It's it cold though. It's freaking cold up there. Like eight degrees. Not as cold as Dayton. There was a negative three. Sure, the, sure. The cues was pretty goddamn cold. It was cold, cold, cold. Well, our, our shows were in the sixth biggest mall in America. Right. Not the biggest mall. Destiny USA. That's right. Not the fourth biggest mall. Right. The sixth biggest mall. The sixth biggest mall. It was a big mall. It was big. Yeah. Good club. Great club, funny bone. So what? What? How? About nineteen uh, Colgate administrators, and right uh, came. Yeah, I, I guess are they administrators? I guess so. I mean, they they work there. They uh, former students and uh, right. Yeah, and a uh, mixture of people. Yeah, but like boys and girls. You mean? Boys and girls, um, young and old. Mm-hmm. Actually, most of them were pretty young. Yeah, and uh, they came, and I guess you know they've been hearing all the uh, the scuttlebutt over here at chewing it, which mm-hmm. is uh, that I. I gripe about um, the fact that I've, you know, spent a lot of time at Colgate. I've, I've done some shows there. They've mentioned us in their um, uh, sub-freshman uh, campus tours for prospective students. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've been involved in fundraising efforts. Right. Most recently, the uh, the big four to five million dollar raise. Yep. Sure. And I've continued to gripe about how I don't have an honorary degree, and I should I should get it. Well, guess right. what? Right. What? Guess what? What? They brought it for me. Oh, my God. Now, did they? Did these people have the authority to bestow that, uh, that degree upon you? Therein lies the real, <laughs> the real issue, Kev. There's, uh-huh. They even said as much. They said, you know, you're going to have to read the fine print on this one. And uh-huh. I said, did the dean of the school actually sign this thing? They said, no. <laughs> and they said... What did the fine print say? Like Walmart? It's, or like they just went over to Walmart yeah, and bought something? Made in uh, Sochi. <laughs> okay. Um... No, they they uh, it's all in Latin, so it's a, an official diploma. As far as you know, you don't uh, you don't uh, read Latin, do you? Well, actually, Kev, I got an A in Latin when I took it my junior year in in school. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And but I've forgotten every single word. Okay. Although the only uh, the the one word I do remember in Latin is veni. Oh, I bet you. Do. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I, I came. For yeah. Those of you who don't speak Latin. I know. That's my my favorite quote is uh, veni veni veni. <laughs> Uh-huh. Thrice is nice. Did you use that one? Uh, I did. When I'm, and the girls in high school? In Latin class? All the Latin chicks, yeah. A, sugar. Veni, veni, veni. <laughs> that was more for afterwards. Um, that's how you get the smart girls. Yeah. That's how you get them uh, Phi Beta Kappas. Yeah, with the two-piece. Um, 
So anyway, yes, I've got a diploma, and they say I'm class of 2014 officially, although... And Colgate actually tweeted about it. Colgate University... Oh, yeah? Officially That tweeted. makes it official, then. I'm, if they tweeted about it, it's official. So you can go to the Colgate Twitter page, and it'll be on there? Yeah, it'll say, congratulations, at Steve Lemmy. He is now officially class of 2014. And then it's got a selfie that I took with two of the administrators on it. Okay. So, but I think those one of those two administrators runs the Colgate Twitter site. <laughs> the whole thing is very confusing. And when I said, so am I officially a graduate now? Can I officially say I'm in class of 12, 2014? Colgate wrote back, um, sure, but it's more like this. And then said, uh, class of 14, and then there was a little asterisk. <laughs> so, you know. So you're asterisked? I'm asterisked, but uh, that's the problem. They shouldn't have told me that because now I'm, I'm not off their backs. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you know, I guess it won't rest until the day comes when you really do get the honorary degree. Well, all that needs to happen is that they need to invite me to walk. Huh. I want to walk. I bet you don't have to do that. I bet there's somebody who has the power there to sign a thing that says you graduated. Uh, yeah. And we have to find out who that person is and how to get them to sign it. Will you help me, Kev? Yes. Okay, because that, that's what friends are for. Yeah. But I'm talking about, like, putting them under duress. <laughs> like starting a campaign? <laughs> yeah. Sit in. I sit in on the Like, campus. I once sent a photo of my son in a Colgate sweatshirt, an adorable photo. I can even show it to you. Sure, okay. I'll tell you what, this photo is so adorable, Kev. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? You're not a good friend. You're not a good friend. I'm talking about my son. I know, I know. Well, what did you do with the picture? I, I tweeted it to them. And yeah. I said, I dare them not to put this in the calendar or, some, or retweet sure. this or something like that. Because it's like... Yeah. It's the most... In fact, this picture is so adorable. But it's it's from a person who, who didn't graduate from school, so it might as well be from someone who didn't go to the school. Yeah, but it's still a, a great-looking baby with a Colgate sweatshirt on. Okay. And an adorable face. And so it's a perfect picture. Okay. And so... Okay. So anyway... But... Um, so now you, you are... You have, not, you have not graduated. Well, I, I've, I've not actually graduated... Right. I'm, I've gotten a diploma. Right. I don't have a bachelor's degree. Right. Um, but I do have a piece of paper with my name on it uh-huh. from Colgate University. All in Latin. Yeah. Whatever it may say. It looks. It says, uh, like, Univertensis Colgatensis or something. Colgatensis. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, 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 regardless of whether they brought you a phony thing to the show, it was super nice of those folks to rally. Tell me that's not for the calendar. That yeah, picture. that's great. You're going to have to put that up. Yeah. I tell you what, it's super nice of those people to come. It is super nice of them to come. It was a show. It was nice uh, to see the kind of support from Colgate. And, of course, as always, with everything, I am always just giving a hard time. But I want my degree. And I want to walk. <laughs> I want to walk. You know, it's like if you give um, at the campfire, if you give a raccoon at your campground a little, a little right. food, and everyone's like, don't give it food. It's going to keep coming back. Right. I'm the raccoon. Right. You gave me a little, I'm coming back for more. Right. But you're that way... About a few things, though. With everything. You get snubbed, and then you want it back. Are we Are we going to start talking about... Um, you're, the, you're, the, you're the most famous snub? Are we going to be talking yeah, about... Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Finkelstein? Yeah. I'm still smarting about that. The Oscar snub? Yeah. Listen. It, it is Oscar season right now. We can talk about it's that. It's Oscar season right now, and it, if you look in history... The, the awards always go... If there's somebody who underwent a transformation... Right. Uh, Charlize Theron, Monster. Sure. 
Robert De Niro in Raging, Raging Bull. Bull. Right. They always win. Right. 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. And everybody says, wow, look at the transformation. Right. Well, I underwent such a transformation for Finkelstein. I was completely unrecognizable. And I made a, I made a stink to Fox Searchlight about how they should, you know. Right. I actually was like, we should do a, a funny campaign. This sure. would be a good way to advertise. Uh, or I mean, no. you shaved your head, male pattern baldness, and went, you know, the Jufro. Yeah. Yeah. And I lived like that for six months. Right. You transformed yourself. I transformed myself. I mean, myself. honestly, when people watch from our movies to movie, from movie to movie, they often say, you were the guy who were Fing- Like, I didn't even know. Like, I had to ask my friend. That's right. Finkelstein is Mac. Yeah. Oh, I've heard that story so many people times. all the time. People were like, I had, we had to convince, we had to go online to confirm that it was you because my friend didn't believe me. That's, that's Oscar-worthy in and of itself. I know. I mean, you know, it's like, look, I know the, the uh, Oscars don't exactly, you know, pay attention to a movie like Beer Fest. Sure. But, you know, they, they awarded Marissa Tomei an Oscar for My, my Cousin Vinny. Sure. Sure. That's it's, a comedy. It doesn't make me less of an actor because I'm in uh, an R-rated no. stoner movie. No. I'm still an actor. Right. I mean, I still got feelings. See, I'm not really crying. Right. That was acting. Sure. That's how good an actor I am. Sure. Everybody out there listening from the podcast was like, holy shit, Lemmy's crying. Right. But he wasn't. Yeah. And, you know, the reality is, you know, more people saw Beer Fest than we'll see, I don't know, Blue Jasmine. Right? Is that true? I don't know. Don't you think? Um, I'd say that's probably true. Don't you think more people have seen Beer Fest than Blue Jasmine? Um, I don't know. I mean, Blue Jasmine's got a lot of heat behind it. Right. Because, you know, it, it has uh, some good performances. I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm saying, yeah. there are people who are nominated for Oscars from that movie. Okay. I agree. I'm saying more people in, across America will yeah. end up watching Beer Fest than watching Blue Jasmine. No, you're absolutely right. I, I think more people will see, uh, saw Beer Fest in the theaters than will see Blue Jasmine in the theaters. Right. And I think in the long run of, of the, uh, in the life of the two movies, way more people will see. And I'm not picking on Blue Jazz, I'm just, just throwing it out there. I mean, it's a smaller film that's got a lot of accolades. Yeah, yeah, no, and but, uh, you know, I mean, look, as much as you like that kind of film, it's, uh, Beer Fest is red red meat, you know, and it's for the college students. Like, the, like, at the very least, you know a lot of college kids every year are watching Beer Fest. Sure. And, you know. Um, but but no, I guess they're not voting for the Oscars, those kids, huh? No, they're not part of the Academy. <laughs> and that's where you get fucked. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. I deserve an honorary Oscar. <laughs> okay. So, honorary, you need an honorary degree from Colgate. I got, and you, you deserve... Got I got that. I got... And you deserve an honorary Oscar. I mean, that'd be equivalent of, like, somebody giving you a little statue saying, you know, best actor, Steve. You know what I mean? No. Like, but look, I'm so dumb, Kev. I'm so dumb <laughs> that if you said that looks authentic to me, I would start to believe that I actually got it. You got the... Yeah. Okay. okay. You should frame it and put it up. I am going to frame it and put it up. Okay, okay. That's my college diploma. That's the that's the closest I'm getting. <laughs> I know. And when I give you your fake plastic Oscar, you put that on your mantle. No, because you're not part of the academy. That's the thing. These people. How do you know I'm not part of the academy? How do you know? Because uh, I'm friends with you. I may have gotten in. Somehow. Oh, did you? I don't know. Well, why don't you nominate me? I know people in the academy. Okay, like who? I don't know. Faxon in the Academy? No. Did no. He get one Michael, Oscar? Michael Clark Duncan was in the Academy. Dun- Big Dunk was, but that, you know. Yeah, may he rest in peace. Right. Um, Oscar season is upon us, Queenie. I know. And we've been watching, we've been watching, I've watched nine of the ten. I think there's only nine. Oh, really? Yeah. Then I've watched, so watched eight, eight of the, of the nine. nine. Yeah. Well, Wait, let's one, see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's see. The, nom- the nominated movies are American Hustle. Yeah. Captain Phillips. 
Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. Gravity. Mm-hmm. Her. Yeah. Nebraska. Yeah. Philomena. Mm-hmm. Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah. The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Let's do some Oscar pick and talk. You want and, to? Yeah, let's do it. You want to do a little pick and talk? I mean, it is uh, it is uh, Oscar season, and uh, I think we won't get another chat. We have some good guests coming up, so uh, this is the last time you and I are going to be alone talking to each other. We should. Uh, that's true. You know what? We should uh, actually have. So let's do Oscars. I have. Do you want to compete? Do you want to do a one-on-one competition? For yeah. The, to see, who... and then we can come back like after the Oscars happen. Yeah. What is it? March second or something? March second. Like yeah. Okay. Sunday. What? Um, like, should we bet some money or something? Yeah, but what? Like, only in the big categories or in, like... Well, these are the categories. Let's just do the big acting categories. Best picture. Yeah. Actor, actor, supporting actor, supporting actors, director. Yeah, we should do that. What about original screenplay and adapted screenplay? Okay, there, and then stop there. Okay. You don't do film editing? No, I think once you get Cinematography? Into this, no, I think we should stop there, because otherwise we'll go on too long. Okay, and plus, once we get away from those things, I haven't seen anything. Animated feature, documentaries... All right, so what do you, what you, let's talk about some of these best picture movies anyway. We've watched a bunch of them. I've seen, okay, I'll be honest with you, I've seen six of the nine. Okay. Out of and the, you've, seen, you've seen eight of the nine? I've That's seen, good, yeah, man. I've seen everything but Philomena. That's really good. Um, I haven't seen Philomena either, so nothing against Philomena, but let's just leave it off our list. Okay. So I don't think it's going to win best picture anyway. Do you? Um, I don't. And not having seen it. Like, <laughs> not, well, I'm going to watch it this week and, cut, and we'll come back next week and be like, oh my God, it's the best movie I ever saw in my life. Yeah, I mean, okay, so. But I haven't watched it. Of this, of this list, American Hustle. All right, are we gonna are we gonna rate? I'd like to let, are we gonna let, discuss these. Yeah, things? let's discuss a little. Let's see what we what we thought okay. and, and where it stands stands up and where it falls down. All right, let's go down. We are being overly critical. Okay, here's the thing. Yeah, people, we're in the film industry, yeah. and we'd like to work with all of these directors, so we won't go <laughs> we won't go after them too hard. <laughs> and we have friends associated with some of the movies. I, I bet. I mean, but no, I mean, there's a reason why they're all nominated because they're all good movies. So it's not like, you know, oh that sucked. You know, I, I don't I don't feel that way about any of these movies. You know what I mean? No, no. I just like I like I like some better than others. Yeah, these are all really good movies. And the truth of the matter is, when you're asked to, uh, you know, knock something or find a criticism of something, you can you can do it. Right. You know, I can find a knock on the New York Yankees, and they're you know, my, I mean, the thing about the Yankees is that they are uh, sometimes they're too good. They're too good. <laughs> that's that's a fault. That's your criticism of yourself, well, though, right? You, sometimes I'm too good. Well, that's the thing. It's like people resent you when you're as great as me and the Yankees. Kev. Okay. Okay. So it's I like sometimes you. it's it's a fault. You know, like here's the thing. If if um, I would be uh, when I'm when I'm not conceited anymore, then I'll I'll be perfect, and that's okay. you know, you see what I'm saying? That's weird. Yeah, you okay. see what I'm saying? I got you. Do you see what it, there's it's an irony? A conundrum. It's, it's really a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. It's a joke. But it's, it's a good. joke, people. It's it's it's, it's, it's relevant. I'm not conceited. All right, let's talk about some of these movies then. Let's Ar- talk about the best picture. Arrogant, maybe. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about these best picture movies. Okay, let's, let's let's give our take, and people might be interested okay. in what we think about these movies. American Hustle. American Hustle. Saw it. Me too. Okay. Good. Uh, loved it. Okay. Loved it. Okay. Uh, loved the performances. Okay. Uh, loved Christian Bale's hair. Loved it. I thought the women were amazing. I thought Amy Adams and uh, Jennifer Lawrence did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will tell you where my criticism lies in it. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't think the plot made sense. Well... Like, I, th- I feel like you get to the end of the movie, which we won't give away, what happens, but... And it's... It's a it's a little empty feeling to me because the plot doesn't quite make sense. The resolution of the plot was flimsy at best. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I found the way they they wrapped it all up and problems got solved was very 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 full of holes. Yeah, I thought I thought it, yeah the logic to me didn't quite make sense. But 
But um, the performances were awesome. Yeah. I loved the feel of it. I loved the look of it. Yeah, well, you like you like disco in the 70s. Sure. I like that feel. I love the actors. There's great acting. Christian Bale was phenomenal. Great. Bradley Cooper's great. Right. The, his hairdo is yeah. fantastic. I love Jeremy Renner. You love Jeremy Renner. The humor in it was great. Um, Louis C.K. Great. Really brought great. a great element of, of comedy to great. that and levity to that. The ladies were great. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the best actress um, category. Okay, but that but that's so, so interest, but. for me all around really loved that movie. Felt it fell down a little bit in the narrative. Okay, that's just me. That's me. That's I from. I liked it, didn't love it. Okay, I liked okay. it quite a bit, didn't love it, and, and it might have been because I was looking forward to it so much. Yeah, um, like I was really anticipating something. I loved Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, me too. And uh, it's hard to follow up something that that's that's that great. Yeah, but this was certainly more fun, intentionally fun. It was I mean, more it, fun. It wasn't, it, you know, there wasn't as more of a kind of a emotional element as it was. It yeah. was just pure fun. It was fun, yeah. sexy. Yeah. It was good. Good all the way around. Yeah. Okay, Captain Phillips. Didn't see it. Okay, I saw it. Great movie. I will say this, um, I, and it's great. It's great. Here's my knock. I think uh, in terms of an Oscar movie, it's getting the nod because it's a true story. Mm-hmm. But, you know... At the end of the day, they have made... It's basically a great popcorn flick. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a guy who's the captain of a boat that gets hijacked by Somali pirates, and then they have to solve the problem. Correct. And uh, and it's, you know, which is... It's amazing that it's a true story. Yeah. Um, But, like, this is one of the ones on this list where I was, like, I was just so into it. Right. um, Because of what... Because it was so... It's well done... The whole He'd thing. never go wrong, Tom Hanks. He's great. The the guy who I can't pronounce his name, but the, the best supporting actor guy. Yeah, Barkad Abdi. Oh, I can pronounce that. <laughs> um, Don't sell yourself short, Lemmy. I can pronounce things. Hey, I graduated in college. Yeah. Hey, oh, I graduated in college. Um, but uh, so that's my the only my only knock on it is I don't think it is um, heartfelt as the other movies. Okay, okay. Like, uh, let me ask you this question, and I don't know if you want to get into this now, but we wrote. The comedy version of that movie. We did. For Universal. We did. We uh, pitched them an idea. We did. And uh, should I talk about the idea? Sure. We okay, right? We wrote them a script. Yeah, we wrote the it's script. It's all copyrighted. Yeah. Uh, we went in there and pitched them. Uh, it's basically like in the vein of Tropic Thunder. And the idea was um, uh, America's Cup team, mm-hmm. you know, a, couple, uh, a boat full of blue bloods. Yeah. The kind of guys that wear like. Uh, you know, white sweaters and topsiders from a country club life. Yeah, the yachtsmen. The yachtsmen. Yeah, uh, are out there practicing for their America's or in the middle of America's Cup race. Yeah, and they get captured by Somali pilot yeah. pirates. Well, this was—I don't know if you remember—it was uh, the sequence where the captain took them out uh, secretly because he was—they had been such pussies during the race. He's like, <laughs> and he—they're all in this their is blazers. The wrote. Yeah, right. they're all in their blazers and their white hats. They're—they're they're, they're like a, a post-race function. So right. they're all dressed up in their yachting right. whites. <laughs> right, right. And then the, the captain is like, you guys are a bunch of fucking pussies. And We're going to practice until you drop. Yeah. That kind of and thing. takes them out on the boat in the middle of the night, under the cover of darkness, unbeknownst to anybody in the race. It's unsanctioned. Right. They get attacked by Somali pirates. Right. And Go. kidnapped. And kidnapped. Well, 12 of them get wiped out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, enough to leave the five broken lizards. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and, Yeah. So anyway, a, a group of them get uh, um, brought to a Somali prison. And so basically, it's these five kind of blue bloody yachtsmen uh, try to try to make their way out of this, you know, 
uh, yeah, camp, a prison, a prison camp. Yeah, uh, like a deer huntery type. Yeah, of, uh, and uh, and uh, well, they're also like uh, abuse is the wrong word, but they're they're made. It's like a labor camp. Right, and these are like the, the worst of that. conditions, and you yeah. know that kind of thing. And so uh, these are white boys. These are white boys, and that you know, and that's the fun of it. But um, like we were all going to be have blue contact lenses and dye our hair blonde, <laughs> right. including Shane Sagar and Shane Sagar too. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we wrote that script, and then uh, it kind of fell apart at Universal, and I think probably people thought that maybe, I mean, you know, given a movie like Captain Phillips, that's still it's still a, a significant issue uh and there are still people who have been hurt or continue to get hurt in those situations and then people thought maybe we were poking fun of something that maybe we shouldn't have well, poked well that was the problem when we pitched the idea it had happened a couple of times yeah and then in the middle of the writing process there was like a really bad one yeah yeah and uh you know we felt that was it was <laughs> troublesome it was troublesome uh, but hysterical script so if you guys want to see the movie someday write into the uh start tweeting start right into the chewing it website start a campaign and demand uh, it demand, and demand it. that you want to see that movie Okay, next movie. Okay, yeah. Next movie. So we've got... Um, I haven't seen it, so I can't say, you know, Captain Phil. I can't. It's... Again, it's like... I'm not knocking it. It's a great movie. I enjoyed the hell out sure. of it. But okay. uh, it's it's more of a popcorn movie than the rest of these things. Okay. Well, the most, okay, next up. Dallas Buyers Club. Also haven't seen it. Okay, I watched this last night. This is okay. a great fucking movie. Is it? This is a great movie. This is, It's a true story. There's It's come under fire recently. Yeah. Um, they're saying that some of the details are not true to okay. actual life events. Okay. You're always going to get that with the true story. Sure. Uh, McConaughey is great. Is just phenomenal. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey is just phenomenal. the new McConaughey. McScronaughey. <laughs> McScronaughey. As I like to call him. <laughs> and uh, here's the thing. I mean, McConaughey, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, after years of like being in some... He's been in some great movies, and he's been in some fluffy-ass movies. Like, sure. he had a whole slew of those, like, How to Lose a Guy in 10 right, Days. Right, right, and, like, all, all the, the Kate Hudson movies. All those, right. like, romantic comedies. Right. He's really grabbed Hollywood sure. by the balls. Love him in Wolf of Wall Street, too. Wolf of Wall Street. True yeah. Detective, which, if you haven't watched... It's been great. ...is a fantastic TV show. Mud. You watch Mud? No, but I have it, in, I have it in my book bag. I brought it to Q's <laughs> with us, and I've heard that's great. But he... I'll tell you this. He's going to win an Oscar for Best Actor. Is he? Okay. He is. Is that surprising? I, know I haven't you, seen it. You, oh, right. You probably think it's DiCaprio. Uh, uh, I think DiCaprio does a great job. Okay, though. we're going to get to that category. Okay. We're okay, going to get good. to all that okay. category. Okay. Dallas Buyers Club, great movie. Um, you know, some people may have preconceived notions about it, but like, just even from a film standpoint, from a story standpoint, it's like there are so many chapters of this thing that right. it just keeps you in- interested the whole time. Right. So, uh, great movie. Great movie. Um and might be uh, one of my picks for uh, best best film. Woo! Okay. Okay. Next movie, Gravity. Gravity. Okay. I've seen it. Okay. Good. I've seen it. Good. Good. And uh, I really liked it a lot. I mean, I think a lot of it is the kind of like the stunning uh, visuals, which I think are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think I think my feeling and uh, which you know we talked about off the air or whatever, but I feel like it's the same movie as All Is Lost. Mm-hmm. And I liked All Is Lost as a, a better. I feel bad that All Is Lost got snubbed here because I yeah. thought All Is Lost is, lost, is a fantastic movie, and uh, for some reason, it I find it more gripping and engaging than Gravity. Do you think and it's the same movie? Do you think that's just because All Is Lost is something you can relate to because you have been on a boat as opposed to yes. Gravity, which is yes, I think it's it's something that's more. Uh, but they make it relatable just because. You know, his problems start small and then escalate. 
You know what I mean? It's not like you're out in outer space. Sure. With Clooney. You know what I mean? It's like... Because he's dreaming. He's dreaming. No, I mean, I, I think... If I was going to die, I'd like to do it in outer space with Clooney. I mean, I, I think Redford is great in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think he got snubbed also. I mean, I don't know that he should win, but I mean, he definitely should be nominated. And I just thought... I was more gripped by All is Lost than it was by Gravity. I, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if it really all does come down to the fact that it's like, it's so tangible. You know, it's something, it's it's a fear that you that people actually have. Right. There's it, one word of dialogue in the whole movie. And that word is? It's an F-bomb. An F-bomb. Without giving it away. It was an F-bomb. It, an F-bomb. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it actually makes so much sense. Like, what, like, you can actually put your finger on the fear of being left out of sea or even drowning. You're never going to be in space. <laughs> never. I would never be in space. You're never going to be in space. So it's like you're... Although, I, I mean, I'm not... I, I, I liked the movie, and uh, I thought Center Bowl was great. Clooney was great. Everyone was great in it. I just... If, I, if I'm going to pick two movies the same plot and I'm gripped by one more, then it must be something about it. The the thing about that... Uh, and by the way, you know, it, I just I used called uh, Gravity... Open water in space. Okay, you know because that's it's true. That's what that is. And I was yeah. I was in a film called Open Water <laughs> with a huge part. Um, but uh, you know that's a, a celebration. I mean that's a filmic achievement, right? But, you know when I was watching that thing, I was telling everybody I was like, "You've got to watch it stoned, people. You have to watch it watch stoned. Gravity, Gravity stuff, okay. okay? Because it, it really is a movie about the special effects. It's the visuals of it, which are amazing, and they know that they they take their time with them, and which is awesome. I mean, I. You know, I think it's going to win awards for it'll, that. It'll definitely yeah. win awards for that. Yeah. Um, whether or not uh, Cuaron uh, wins best... Uh, what's his name? Alfonso Cuaron? I don't know. He's your, he's your countryman, so... Yeah, Alfonso. Oh, is that right? He's from Argentina? Yeah, I think so, right? Or Puerto Rico? I don't know. Or is he from America? The know. United States? I don't know which one. You're a fucking racist. <laughs> You're a fucking racist. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's like, you know what? Let me tell you something. This Let me tell you something. This whole broken lizard anti-Hispanic racism thing that's going around. Like you what and I is the broken lizard anti-Hispanic you and racism. I, thing you and I had uh, You're Hispanic. How could broken lizard be considered anti-Hispanic? Well, you would, th- that's the thing. Like you and I had uh, breakfast with Shander Sekar. Right. Uh, a couple weeks ago. Right. And we were talking about Rosetta Stone and learning <laughs> languages. Yeah. And I said, uh, you know, I had explained that somebody had actually given me Rosetta Stone for Spanish and that I was going to use it to like to, you know, to fine-tune right, my yeah. advanced Spanish. Right. And uh, I was saying, Jay, you should get that. And he, he was like, yeah. He's like, I've thought about it, but, like, what would I... He's like, who am I going to speak Spanish to? Like, the fucking busboys? And that and I looked at it, I was like, you're a fucking racist. Right. Because that's a racist comment. You're a fucking racist, too. <laughs> Why am I There's racist? And the only guys who aren't racist are Soder and Stolhansky, <laughs> and they're fucking racists. You all hate Hispanics. I spent all my time with you. How could I be a racist? Are you familiar with the Richie Incognito Jonathan Martin uh, situation in Miami? I am. I'm like the Jonathan Martin. Now, I know you think he's a pussy. Uh, you know, I, I think he's a little thin-skinned. Sure. Okay. I think it's come out that he's a little thin-skinned. Well, yeah, the problem with that situation is that he was also partaking in all of that shit. And <laughs> right. he is thin-skinned, because it's a fucking locker room, so give me a fucking break. <laughs> and he's sending uh, messages back to Rich Incognito that he's going to shit in his mouth and kill his entire family. Come on, give me a fucking break. Okay. Um, gravity, good movie, engaging, great yeah. special effects. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh is is uh, a long shot here simply because it doesn't really have the the gravitas. <laughs> get it? Gravitas? No. no. Oh, gravity, right. You, you get it? Yeah, that's good stuff, man. You know what, Kev? <laughs> I think uh, we should end this podcast right here. <laughs> no, I think it's good. We're done with this fucking podcast. There might be a lot of people who think the same thing. Okay. okay what are we... <laughs> are you kidding? We're the fastest growing podcast in America. Okay. Okay, next movie. Her. 
Saw it. Saw it. I really like this movie. I think it's my favorite movie of of the Oscar movies that I've seen. Well, really original. I mean, it's smart. It's funny. It's entertaining. It's poignant. The acting is great. I'll tell you this. Like, after seeing that, I think I even said to you, I was like, uh, you know, you don't see her face, but Scarlett Johansson is fantastic in that movie. She is great in it. Like, she's doing voice work. As a voice, like, I, I want yeah, to... Yeah, sexy. I want to, to nail her. Yeah, I mean, that's the sex scene. The sex scene when they, like, fade to black or whatever. Yeah. It's fucking great. Brilliant. Brilliant way to do it. Yeah. I thought. And a lot of good Easter eggs in that, uh, in that movie, too. Uh-huh. Like, when he's having... Uh, you know, phone sex at the beginning, right? And uh, you know, like with with a phone sex lady. Yeah, yeah. You know who the phone sex lady is? Uh, I think it was Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. Right. Yeah. Right. Which I didn't realize afterwards. And then we had a great Easter egg. Oh yeah. Which is I don't want to give anything away. You can, get, you can probably give it away because you never see the guy. Right? No, you never see the guy. But there's uh, at one point a male version of her. Let's just say uh, shows up. Right. And uh, it. Uh, I was listening to it, and I was like, God, that voice is familiar. God, yeah. that voice is familiar. And then, lo and behold, it's Brian Cox, Captain yeah. O'Hagan. Old Cox. Coxie's voice is in there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I, I just thought all the – I think Amy Adams was great, and I just, you know, I just loved everything about the movie. I liked the, I liked the feel of it. I liked uh, the video game he plays. That Fantastic. little – Fantastic. That incorrigible little alien boy. Yeah. A little foul-mouthed little boy or yeah. whatever he was, a little Martian. Yeah, uh, it was great. You know, Amy Adams was great in that. You know, specifically since you're also juxtaposed, her performance is juxtaposed with the performance in American Hustle, and you're just looking at two great uh, right. at the opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I were to pick the movie I enjoyed the most out of these, it would be definitely her. I don't think it's going to win, but it's my favorite of this category. I am actually surprised that you are saying that. Well, and we'll get to the one uh, I feel like your your favorite. If you'd asked me in advance what I thought your yeah. favorite was going to be, uh, we haven't mentioned it yet. Okay, okay. Um, but uh, her super original. I think it's not for everybody. Yeah. Um, it's an unconventional love story and uh, and there is some poignancy to it. Joe Joaquin Phoenix is a great job. Did a great job. Did a great job and uh, you know and and the whole cast, the whole cast was great. Yeah. Love uh, love Christopher Pratt. Yeah. Too. Um, okay, moving on. Nebraska. Nebraska. Alexander Payne movie starring our friend... Will Forte. Willis Forte. Orville Forte? Orville Willis Forte. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, uh, I like this movie, too. Me, too. I think it's a dark horse. Um, yeah. Because it is dark. I mean, it's it's not... I mean, it's, well, it's hard to say dark. It's it's bleak. It's shot in black and white. Yeah. Um, which, in this case, I, I wasn't... It, it added to the bleakness of... An already bleak Midwestern landscape. Yep, 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 yep. I say that respectfully. Yep. Um, and the story is bleak to begin with. Yep. And, you know, it's somber and... Uh, the uh, the acting was great. Bruce Dern and, and Forte uh, were great. And June Squibb, great. It honestly, I, I thought, like, like Bruce Dern, I don't necessarily think he's going to win Best Actor, but he, if it was up to me, I, I could be talked into saying he was the best actor. Yeah. If it was up to me, I could talk myself. Sure. Into saying, I thought Bruce Dern was phenomenal in this movie. Me too. I have two, my two criticisms are, Give are it to number him. one, the thing I love about Alexander Payne's movies is that they are uh, touching and have real emotion to them, but at the same time, they have like great humor moments. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure there were enough of those in this movie for me. Okay. I feel like I, like, you know, a movie like Sideways or, you know, Descendants or whatever, there are just great moments in there to me 
that were the the uh, the humor kind of accents the kind of touching moment or whatever. I don't. I, I didn't feel there were enough of those in this movie. That's my one problem. That's one problem. Yeah. My other problem is this tendency that he has, uh, which I thought. Uh, has grown over the course of the movies makes and, and exploded in this movie to the point where it took me out of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's his tendency to cast non-actors sure. in the movie. It's like, it seems like he went to great lengths to spread a lot of non-actors into this movie. And I'm not trying to be a dick or anything, but I feel like when you put a Bruce Dern in the same scene with uh, someone his age, who or a non-actor, or Will Forte in the same scene, or you know any of these actors... It, it immediately takes you out of the movie because it's noticeable to me. I know it's going for authenticity, but I think there are a reason why there are professional actors in movies, and maybe that's a snobby thing to say, but... Well, no, no, I mean... It's, but it takes me out of the movie, and, and this movie is laced with non-actors, non-actors and I, I felt it. No, you couldn't uh, go to work in a meatpacking plant and just be great at it. Yeah. The truth of the matter is, like... You know, look, we're not the most experienced actors, but we have plenty of acting experience. And, you know, I prefer, like when I look on the on the call sheet or the shooting schedule for any one of our movies, I prefer to see that one of my, that my first scene is an easy scene to shoot. Uh-huh. Because I definitely, you know, the first day on the set, there's some cobwebs to blow off. Yeah. And that's for a professional actor. Yeah. Whereas, you know, we've seen it plenty of times. You know people... Uh, even the most seasoned actors, even a guy like Bill Paxton or Brian Cox, even these people, there are times there are external forces that are affecting you and, yeah. and you're just not on your game. If you're somebody who's never acted in a movie, the second a director says action and the whole set goes quiet and there are 60 people staring at you and you're the center of attention and you're standing opposite a guy uh, who is somebody you've seen on TV or in the film for your entire life, mm-hmm. you're going to freeze. Yeah, And, you know, the problem is... Uh, also, as you gain more experience, you know what flourishes to put on things. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think, like, you know, if you say, you know, like, I think of a lot of times in, in, in great scenes, uh, it's really like a game of tennis, right? Like, you're hitting the bat, ball back and forth. Mm-hmm. And if someone's a really great tennis player and you're playing with someone who's a really inexperienced tennis player, you're not going to have a good tennis game. You know what I'm saying? We should call this podcast metaphorical, <laughs> metaphorinate, because we're throwing some metaphors sure. around. But that's I, I felt like there are a bunch of scenes where you know you have Brewster opposite somebody who doesn't have the skill on camera that Bruce Dern has, and then it becomes a bad tennis game. Yeah, know? yeah, no, I, but um, and, and that's, that's avoidable. I feel like it you know is. I mean? It is avoidable. It is avoidable. I mean, that's that's Alexander Payne's thing. I guess he likes uh, there to be a sense of authenticity, but you can get that authenticity without, uh, and you can get it in, 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 a, in, in short, small bursts or small bursts. Well, there were also, you know, like, you there, I think there was big bursts in this movie and it's like, you know, no offense to the, the women or, you know, I guess we'll never get put in an Alexander Payne movie, but you know, I mean, that's just, that's my, I'd be honest. That's how I feel. No, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a truth. You know, it works in something like Def- in the descendants, where you're like, okay, it, like you're saying, it's just for a scene or yeah. something like that. But in this case, massive chunks of the movie yeah. were uh, these great actors surrounded by people who aren't necessarily, uh, right. you know. But I will say this for, for the movie. Um, incredible performances from Bruce Dern. Uh, yep. From, is it June or Jane Squibb? I think it's June. June Squibb. Um, I thought she was tremendous. Great. I had never seen her before in mm-hmm. anything, or I didn't remember seeing her. And so I actually thought she was one of those locals, and then I looked her up and was surprised. Um, 
But I thought she stole the show. Yeah. And if there, so I considered Bruce Dern and June Squid like a, a dark horse um, Oscar nominees. Like they should win. Right. I don't think they're going to because I think there are higher profile performances. Right. But I thought they were they were great. And um, and Will Forte got fucking robbed. And he got robbed. Uh, Odenkirk was great in that movie too. But Odenkirk was great in that movie. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, Dallas Buyers Club had a friend of ours in it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Should, I, should I wait to? No, no. Well, we'll talk about it now. Uh, Zahn, Steve Zahn is in Dallas Buyers. Oh, Club. he is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's good. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, he's uh, he 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 comes in throughout the movie. They did the Sahara together. They did. That's exactly right. And Zahn. That's exactly right. Sahara. Sahara. Um, okay, let's move right along. Let's Philomena, keep going. haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Okay, I hear it's great. I hear it's great. I actually really want to see it. My parents said, saw, thought it was wonderful. You know what's hilarious is I think Judy Dench is going to win the Oscar, and I haven't <laughs> seen the movie. <laughs> um, okay, okay. Last one. No, the, no, two more. Oh, yeah, sorry. 12 Years a Slave. Yeah, seen it. I've seen it. Um, I watched it recently, and amazing movie. Amazing acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, from everyone. Yeah. Uh, hard to watch. I mean, it's kind of like a punch in the face, like a two-hour punch in the face. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, uh, maybe I'm, I'm wearing my uh, uh, my feelings on my sleeve as I tell you what movies I like and don't like here, but I like enjoyable entertainment. <laughs> yeah. And it's, this is impressive uh, filmmaking, and it's... Uh, but it's purely a testament to the uh, the crime against humanity uh, that was slavery, and it's an uncomfortable. It's like watching Schindler's List. It's uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, and intentionally uncomfortable to watch because they're trying to impress something upon you, and it works. Yeah, well, it's inherently it's. You know, I didn't enjoy myself. It's it's the <laughs> ugliest. You know, it's it's yeah. one of the ugliest periods of time in world history. Yeah. And uh, that makes it a difficult subject matter. Um, right. From a filmic standpoint, it's an incredible, incredible movie, film. incredible acting. Uh, Is uh, probably a front runner for yeah to win this prize. But like, I mean, I'll probably never watch it again. It's one of those deals because it's too it's it's too painful. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I don't know. That's the old, that's the that's the argument about how much do we want to be entertained and how much do we want to be. Yeah, because like challenged. I mean, frankly, and and I don't know that I I like being challenged. <laughs> no, no. I mean, but if you go down the list, but these are these are the this is sort of the discussion that has to get raised, you know. And it's like yeah. it's also like comedy versus drama, just in general. Like if you go down the list, like American Hustle, would I seek out to watch it again? Uh, Maybe, maybe not. You know, if I was on TV, I'd probably watch it. Captain Phillips is on TV, I'd probably watch it. Dallas Buyers Club, same thing. I don't know that I'd seek it out again. Gravity, uh, you know, maybe. Wolf of Wall Street is the only movie I would probably seek out to watch yeah. a second time because yeah. it's just so fucking entertaining. Yeah, and there's so much in there that uh, that's enjoyable. Sure, but like... Then, you know, on the flip side of things, it's like, which gets your emotions the most? Like, You're right. Is a, a film that makes you cry? Is that what they're... Yeah, a film that has an effect on you. Yeah, and we know that, that, we know that the, uh, the Oscars, for their consideration, don't really consider comedy uh, right, sure, in sure. their awarding of the trophy. Yeah. Um, but 12 Years of Slave, great, great film. It is All a right. frontrunner to win. Last one. The Wolf. The Wolf of Wall Street. El Lobo de Calle del Pared. 
Ooh, I like that. That's Spanish for the wolf of I love Spanish. And I love Spanish people and Spanish-speaking people. Do you? Yeah. But you think we all come from Mexico. Is that correct? No, no. I know that you come from Argentina. Mm-hmm. I do. I do. Um, <laughs> and Puerto Rico. The Wolf of Wall Street. Wow, what a uh, movie. Loved it. Loved it. What a movie. I mean, I didn't know how much I was going to love it, but I, I loved it. I loved the rated R-ness of it. I loved the comedy. Of it. I mean, there is that comic sequence... Uh, uh, with the Quaaludes and him trying to drive the car is, without giving too much away, one of the funniest and orig- most original sequences I've seen in a long time. Well, because the sequence itself is actually a double sequence because you follow that bit up with then a Quaalude fist fight with Jonah Hill. Right. Which to me is something you see in your favorite comedy movie. Right. It's a, a totally original... A physical comedy. Fucking hilarious yeah. fight. Yeah. Like, you, you know, we had done something like that and uh, we had done versions of that, the slow version of things. There have been a lot of slow versions. Like, we did a slow... A slow... In Club Dread, we had a slow uh, golf cart. Right. Uh, right. Like, the killer is walking right next to the <laughs> right, golf cart. Right, right, right. I think... Uh, didn't in Dukes of Hazard? didn't we do, like, a slow golf cart chase? A car chase? Uh, there was, it was written in at one point uh, on a college campus, I thought. Okay. But I, don't, I don't know if it was ever shot. And then in year in year one, didn't they do, like, a slow chariot uh, chase? Uh, I can't remember. Um... But anyway, so I mean that it's one of those things like the slow version of something. I thought I thought it was phenomenal. There's also another great scene, which I haven't seen before in any other movie, which was memorable, which is worth the price of admission. Okay. Which is when uh, the Australian actress, who's fantastic in this movie, sure she's Marta Roby. Yeah. Uh, when she walks into the and party. I'm not just saying she's great looking. I mean I think she does a great acting job. No, she she does. Right. I mean that's she's somebody who's being snubbed. Yeah. Because she's from Australia, and she came and played, like, a Long Island fucking gold digger. <laughs> right, right. And was awesome. Yeah. And was fucking awesome. But the scene when she first walks into the party and Joan Right. Hill, oh, my God. What a great scene uh, that I is. don't want to give that away. Yeah, don't give that away. What happens, but it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> that's the thing uh, 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 that's amazing about The Wolf of Wall Street. I, I thought were the performances, like, uh, DiCaprio shows, like, why he's, like, at the top of the heap. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, he... He does it all. He talks to the camera. He and it works. He uh, he's you know comic, tragic, uh, charming, charming. He's a you know motivational speaker. He's a you know I mean he does he runs the gamut of all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Jonah is awesome. Awesome, like a dude who gets lost in that in that uh, character. It's like you want to see. Oh, yeah. I mean? Well, because the character itself is supposed to be a little quirky and weird to begin with. Yeah. And then he just goes off the rails on his yeah. own. Great. Um, and then Margot Robbie, the, uh, awesome. the Australian girl, lady, yeah. was fantastic. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, Matthew McConaughey. I mean, it's like... Awesome. Really, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm having like the Matthew McConaughey renaissance. All <laughs> right. Like he... What I mean, he's just terrific, dude. Yeah. And there's an there's another there's a great scene that people have heard a lot about between him and Dick Di, DiCaprio, a little improv great scene, scene. Uh, which is fantastic. Scorsese, you know, this is one of those things where you watch it from an audience standpoint or even a filmmaker standpoint. Like like you and I discussed it after it came out, or we're like, God, they must have been having a great time. Like, do you think he let them was letting these guys just sort of run wild with their characters because like there's so much original stuff. Like it couldn't have been scripted, right? And yet. You know, it's it's still the story. Yeah. 
Well, I think the cool thing also about Scorsese in terms of this movie is that, you know, here's a guy who's like, I don't know, what is he, 70s now? What is he? You know, how old is the guy? I'm going to say late 60s. Okay. I mean, uh, uh, and I think you usually think about filmmakers going softer and softer as they get older. I mean, this is a, this is a hard R movie. It has with, to be his most graphic film. Yeah, yet. with, you know, hardcore drug and sex and comedy and whatever. I mean, it's just... Well, the opening scene. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it just grabs you right by the balls immediately. You know? I mean, it's... I, I'm not going to say what it is, yeah. but it's like, you're like, holy shit, okay. I guess that's going to be what kind of movie this is. Right. Now, my so, criticism of the movie. Okay, give it to Shall me. I go to the criticism? My, my, Do it. Uh, and it's why, you know, maybe I think her maybe might be a better crafted film, uh, is just so long. Yeah. The movie is, it's a three hour movie that doesn't, like you hit the two hour mark and you're like, oh my God, there's another hour. And it's not that you're not enjoying it. It's not that the scene after scene is not great scene after scene, but it's like, it's, it's oversaturated. It's three hours long. Yeah. And there's, and there's not necessarily a reason for it story wise. It's not an epic story. I mean, it's a story that necess- that we have, we've kind of seen before, the fall from grace kind of thing, and I think, uh, uh, and you can you can see in the movie, you know, that there are scenes that maybe you don't need, and scenes that should be shorter, and that you know some of the improv- improvised stuff maybe goes on too long, and and you know, I mean, there's like got to be like five or six speeches that DiCaprio makes in the movie, although, and they're all wonderful. Although I, I when I watched, I didn't, I, I knew that that was your knock on it. When I watched, I didn't. I didn't feel that way. I definitely felt that way about the length. Like an hour and a half through, I was like, I can't believe I've got, I've got another one of another unit of ninety minutes to, to watch here. Right. But I I liked every scene I saw. Like I was me too. And that's a testament also to the acting, which is just I was engaged yeah. the entire time. And that's why going back to what you said earlier, it's me one of those movies that you know it'll be on cable or whatever it'll be, and you'll pop in the middle of it and you'll just sit there and watch it. Sure. Because scene after scene is great, but. As a as a three hour movie, I think it could have used a little yeah. Well, that's tightening. Why I, I don't think I could pop it back in again right now and say like, oh, well, hey, let's watch this movie a second time. Yeah, um, you know, if it's not, I mean, her is definitely a movie I could do that with for sure. So, all right, so those are the best picture. Okay, are we gonna? Do you want to um, vote then? I'm, yeah. Well, let's just say. Uh, uh, let me. Th- Tell me the movie you think should win. I mean, if you were the guy, what do you think is the best picture? Um, if I or what do you what do you wish would win best picture? What do I wish would win? Yeah, best picture. Not what you. Not what you know. Not if you're betting on it, but if you're you know in your heart. Um, best picture. I would say probably Dallas Buyers Club. Okay. Um, I would go her. Okay. All right. What do you think is going to win Best Picture? This is what you're going on record for. This is what this is their head-to-head competition. Yeah, I know. Oh, by the way, what are we betting here? Are we betting like fifty bucks or something? Oh, like um, it should be something that we can do on the podcast. Don't you think? Well, like a kiss on the cheek. Well, you don't really see that. Something like that. Well, what, what can we? Uh, um, what can we do on the podcast? A beer chug. You can't see that either. Maybe you can hear that though. Gulping it. <laughs> first episode of gulping it. When we, when we on our first episode of gulping it, I do beer chug. Um, all right. Well, let's think about it while we're making our picks. Okay. 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 So let's see here. These are my finalists. I'll just think out loud here. Is Dallas Buyers Club, 
Um, we've th- already been through through all of them. Why don't you just vote? I'm just thinking out loud. Fuck I know, face. but we've, we've, we've already spent a half an hour on it. Twelve Hours, Twelve Years a Slave, and The Wolf of Wall Street. Those are the three fi- for me. I don't finals. need to know that. I think, um, okay, well then, while you're pressuring me, I think Dallas Buyers Club is going to win. You think that's going to be Best Picture? Yeah. Okay. I just said that, didn't I? Fuck okay. it. Okay, I've already won. I've already won. Okay. Okay, what do you think is going to win? Twelve Years a Slave. Okay, so that's SL and then Kevin Hefferman. Now, do you think that's simply because of the subject matter? Uh, yeah, I think the, the if you want some gravitas, yeah, that's that's you can't get more gravitas than that movie. Okay, okay, okay. Best actor. Best actor. Here we go. I'll name. I will name the nominees. List them. Christian Bale for American Hustle. Okay. Bruce Dern for Nebraska. DiCaprio for The Wolf of Wall Street. Chiwetel Ejiofor for Twelve Years a Slave, and Matthew McConaughey for The Dallas Buyers Club. Okay. Okay. Uh, we don't really need to talk about these. No, we don't. You, you can just pick. Matthew McConaughey. That's, do you think it's going to win? Yep. And this, this is what's known in the, the business as dead air, Kev. <laughs> so, That's my sigh of... Uh, I'm going to go with Chiwetel Ejiofor. Okay. Okie dokie. Just because I want to mix it up. Oh, okay. So why? Because you think uh, McConaughey's going to do it based on my review? Well, he's been winning everything. He's been winning everything. Okay. No question about that. But uh, well, he also undergoes a huge uh, physical transformation. Sure. Which, as you know, sure is Oscar gold. But that was a heck of a performance by Chiwetel. Okay. I I think Bruce Dern gave a fucking hell of a performance. Yeah, me too. Me too. But uh, McConaughey and, and I mean all these guys, obviously. They're great. Actors in a leading role. Okay. Amy Adams for American Hustle. Kate Blanchett for Blue Jasmine. I have not seen it. Me either. Sandra Bullock for Gravity, Judy Dench for Philomena, Meryl Streep for August Osage County. Okay. I will say this, just a little mention of August Osage County. Yeah. A really painful, a, a painful movie to watch. Okay. And just okay. Ter- I haven't seen it. In terms of like, like nails on the blackboard, just like family dysfunction. Okay. And people fucking yelling at Hits each other. It's a little close to home, doesn't it, Lemmy? And every. <laughs> what? You're a fucking dick. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. Meryl Streep is simply phenomenal. Is she good, though? In that. I mean, she's great in everything. Come on. She is simply phenomenal in that movie. Sure, sure. And I, I, I worry that, uh, you know, they will overlook her or Judy Dench for a younger, sexier actress. But I'm going to go with Judy Dench for okay. Filmina, even though I have not seen that movie. Okay. What about you? I am going to go with, uh, my heart would be Amy Adams, but uh, my, as a betting man, I'm going to say Sandra Bullock. <laughs> You've already lost, Kev. <laughs> All right, have you The Academy of- loves Sandra Bullock. They do, don't they? They do. How, uh, how, what are we betting? We, we've got, th- we're three categories in. Well, we can figure it out afterwards. Okay, well, let's just talk about it. Let's play a little game. How about a punch in the face? Uh, I don't like to do punch in the face. Okay. And we have to have, we're going through the screenplay. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We might need a ninth category. Okay. Um, okay. Supporting actor. Okay. Barkad Abdi for Captain Phillips. Yeah. Bradley Cooper for American Hustle. Mm-hmm. Michael Fassbender for 12 Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. Jonah Hill for The Wolf of Wall Street. Jared Alito for Dallas Buyers Club. Okay. Well, I haven't seen Dallas Buyers Club or Captain Phillips, so I, I feel bad about that. But uh, 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 my heart would be Jonah Hill, who did a fantastic job. You know, we don't really give a shit about your heart anymore. All right. I'm going to pick Michael Fassbender because I thought the guy was phenomenal. I think the guy's a phenomenal actor. Okay. Everything I've seen him in. 
Okay. Well, I'm going to pick Michael Fassbender. Okay, I'll put you down there. You're definitely losing this category because it's either Jonah Hill or Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet they're going to give it to uh, Jonah Hill. Okay. Okay. So there you go. I bet that pick makes you nervous because you Not wanted to all. pick that. Not you don't have the balls. You don't have the all. balls to make that pick. I I do, but I mean, you know, I, I think I think I think they're going to go with. I don't know. That's okay. my feeling. That's okay. my feeling. Okay. Supporting actress. Um, Sally Hawkins for Blue Jasmine, Jennifer Lawrence for American Hustle, Lupita Nyong'o for Twelve Years a Slave, Julia Roberts for August Osage County, June Squibb for Nebraska. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Uh, I'm going to pick June Squibb. Okay. I think I think she's going to win. Okay. I mean, that's my feeling. I think they all the ones I saw here did an amazing job. Jennifer Lawrence, amazing. Lupita Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, that was a. It was, was gut wrenching. It was. It was. Role. The problem was, it was. I felt it wasn't big enough for her to to win this category. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and and Julie Roberts. I mean, again, they're all they're all great. Yeah. Um, uh, June Squibb. You know, I would I would give it to her, but I think they are gonna. I think they're gonna go with the sexy pick here, and I think they're gonna go Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. Okay. You've lost again. <laughs> um, but June Squibb is fucking phenomenal. She's phenomenal. She's great. She's great in it. Okay, right. director. David Director. O. Russell for American mm. Hustle. Great job. Yeah. Alfonso Cuaron, my countryman. You know what country he's from? That I'm from too? Mexico. Earth. There you go. That's not a country, but I get you. You hear what I'm saying? I hear you, dog. Alexander Payne, Nebraska. Steve McQueen, 12 Years a Slave. Martin Scorsese, The Wolf of Wall Street. Mm, they all did a great job. I'm going to pick Steve McQueen. Okay, for 12 Years a Slave. Okay, I am going to say Alfonso... Mm. I want to go Scorsese, dude. I want to go Scorsese. I, I know what you're doing. You're doing the best picture, best director tandem. Well, I, I also think he, he's won some awards, and you know. it usually works here. I, I bet they're gonna go with Alfonso Cuarón because of his. Uh, actually, fuck it. I'm going Scorsese. Yeah, dog. I'm going fucking Scorsese. Okay, original screenplay: Eric Warren Singer and David O. Russell for American Hustle. Woody Allen for Blue Jasmine. Craig Borton and Melissa Wallach for Dallas Buyers Club. Spike Jones for her. Bob Nelson for Nebraska. All right, Queen, put your money where your mouth is. Original screenplay. I'm going to say her. Spike Jonesy. Okay. Hmm. I was going to go with that, Queen, and I don't know what the protocol is for that. You, you should pick what way do you think you should pick. I'm going with her. I think it is the most original screenplay. Yeah, it certainly is. All right, so maybe we both get that right. Okay. Okay, adapted screenplay. Richard Linklater, Julie Delpy, and Ethan Hawke for Before Midnight. Haven't seen it. Billy Ray for Captain Phillips. Mm-hmm. Steve Coogan and Jeff Pope for Philomena. John Ridley for 12 Years a Slave. Terrence Winter for The Wolf of Wall Street. I'm going to stick with my 12 Years a Slave run here and stick with it. I'm going to stick with that. Okay. I am going to go with uh, Steve Coogan and... Oh, man, that Wolf of Wall Street, though, is fucking... Sitting out there, huh? He's howling, you know what I'm saying? He is howling. Wolf of Wall Street. That's a good script. Fuck, I'm going to go with Philomena. Let's go Dark Horse here. Okay, okay. Okay, so there, we got our picks. I like your bulls. You got good bulls, Lemmy. We got our picks. Okay. It's eight movies. Uh, okay. Eight categories we did? Eight categories. Yeah. Okay. All right, good. 
So, there. There we have it. The Oscars. There are our Oscar picks. We'll check in. And Oh, what, we, what have we decided to bet? Um, when are we going to check a beer or no? No, that's what you want to do. Oh, okay. Um... Let's think about this. Let's think. All right. Let's not think. Let's not waste air time yeah, thinking. Yeah. Let's about not waste it. it. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll come up with something. We'll come back with but it. But that's yeah. That's good. I like it. How long have we been gone? One hour. Woo! One hour. All right. Well, fuck. What else is in the air? We got Valentine's Day coming up. Yeah. What do you do for Valentine's Day? We've I, talked. I don't time. do. Uh, I. Uh, what is Valentine's Day? Friday. Yeah. You don't even fucking know. I don't even know. When is that, February? What is it, February uh, 17th or something like that, or what? What is that? What is that? That's Valentine's Day, right? Yeah, February 25th? What's that? Uh, God, you know what? I'm, I don't do anything. I never do anything for Valentine's Day. And I think it's just terrible, but I don't know. And I, it's not like uh, it's not my, like my wife's like, God, I wish that he would do something about it. She's the same way. Well, you guys just go like one present a year, right? Christmas time? Or not even. Anniversary? Maybe Birthday. You don't even remember when you give each other a gift? No, not really. Fuck, the magic's gone, Queen. <laughs> no, there's plenty of magic. It's just uh, we don't get you caught up. You don't even take her out on a date? We don't get caught up in your Hallmark holidays. Oh, that's so sad. Because, you know what, though? Our love exists in our life. Hey, you know what I'm saying, bro? You know what, Queen? I, I firmly believe that. You don't need a holiday to tell you, like, to be nice to each other. You sure. just be in love. Sure. Oh, that's beautiful. Make love to her. But, but that being said, it's a nice you do have you have a Valentine's tradition. We have our, our Valentine's tradition is uh, we order stone crab claws. We've talked about this. We right. have talked about this and some key lime pie from Joe's Stone Crab. And is it a real tradition? I remember you said you tried to start a tradition on New Year's, but you, you said it was tradition, but you never did it before, so it can't possibly be a tradition because you never did it before. Now, this Valentine's, th- this is our tradition, Valentine's Day. We always do stone crab claws. And do you, have you ordered them already? No, we haven't. Uh, tonight, Today's the day. Um, and will they get here in time? Yeah, yeah, they they because they they're shipped on ice, so they ship them this year. They'll ship them on Thursday. They'll get here or Wednesday. They'll get here on Thursday. Okay, um, and it'll come with a nice piece of key lime pie. Ooh, um, and you know other goodies, maybe some clam chowder if we want something like that. Okay, the tradition we were trying to start was Christmas. We were going to do um, lobsters. And I thought it was New Year's. Uh, might have been New Year's. The, the, See, that's how important it is to you. Well, we didn't do it because right. uh, we were like ah shellfish. With our, uh, you know, with a baby in the house. Right. You know, Same thing, though. I know, I know, but this one is easier. Like, we don't have to cook the shellfish. Now, is she, can she eat it? She's, you know, I she's mean, got a little bun in the oven, right? I mean, yeah, we're, you know, we're four weeks away from having a baby. So, okay. at, at this point, I don't think she can do any, like, you know, shellfish damage to it. Okay. Um, but we'll see. You know, the problem is when you're dealing with a pregnant woman. Yeah, they changed their minds. We're doing it. We're doing it. And uh, you're you know, doing stone crab, doing stone crab. Have some white wine, have some key lime pie, and then I like to get her. Uh, every year, I get her a, a few pairs of pajamas from Victoria's Secret. Hello. No, now, do you have to get her preggers, preggers pajamas this time or no? No, no. I'm still going to get her her regular size because you know in a month she'll she won't be pregnant anymore. All right. Okay. And uh, although this time she did ask for something uh, that she could potentially wear in the maternity ward. <laughs> Have you bought her things in the past that she couldn't possibly wear in the maternity ward? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I don't know nothing. It's it's pajamas. It's not like, like with pajamas like the nipples cut out or No, like... no, I don't it's not like that. This is like actual stuff that's leather. Has practically stuff used, with leather. Something I can put my dick through. Like <laughs> cat nine things. pajamas. Uh no, no, but like uh you know, it's like. Can, can you please get me some pajamas I can wear in public? Is that what she said? Yeah. <laughs> get me something that actually has a bottom this year, she said. Uh, no, no. She What she means is it'll be cold there. She What she really means is something that has like a, a robey type thing with it. Uh, okay. Like a third piece that goes. God, okay. That she can wear. It covers her, you know, over her. Bits and pieces. Her privates. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so that's it. I, 
I don't think she gets me anything for Valentine's Day. And that's... I'm going to have to take that up. Uh, this year, she could make the argument that she's giving me a baby. That's true. But what if... I mean... What do you want from her? A crotchless underwear? Nah, blowjob. <laughs> BJ. Yeah, it's Valentine's Day. Come on. That's B- why, Valentine's Day is BJ Day. Doesn't everybody know the history of St. Valentine? Valentine, what happened was he, uh, he walked into the castle, right, with a box of chocolates. And then the woman, she gave him a blowjob. Boom. And then they shot him full of arrows for it. Oh, God. True love. Okay. True love. Okay. Anyway. So this is called BJ Day. Yeah. Okay. Well, Valentine's Day in the initials are what? VD? <laughs> it's true. Come You're on. Right. You're right. Come on. You ever been in love, Kev, before your wife? Uh, Who was your first love? I had girlfriends before. Were you in love with them? Who's the first uh, girl you I'm said sure. I love you? I don't know. My mother. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of sec. That's the kind of shit we're dealing with here. <laughs> that's the kind of answer I expect from like Stolhansky. Uh-huh. And no, actually, still, right. still, he's going to give me a spicier answer than that. This is what you're seeking out in Valentine's Day? You want to find out if I've ever been in love before? Yeah. Oh, have you? Yeah. Okay. I say I love you to everybody. No, the only person I've ever loved is my wife. Okay, good answer. It's really good. You know, that makes for good <laughs> podcast uh, conversation. I got my heart broken when I was uh, 15. By who? I, I, can't say her, I can't say her real name. Oh. Um, but um, she, I was going, I was, I was in boarding school. Yeah. And... Uh, her brother was actually my uh, my roommate. Okay. And, and well, that's weird. How did that work out? Uh, well, is he, that how you met her? Yeah, like he was my roommate. Okay. And then she was a first year student there. Okay. So um, she's a freshman and you're a senior. She came as a, I was a I was a junior. Okay, so I was sixteen. I was a junior, and she came as a junior. Okay. And my roommate was a junior too. They were twins. Okay. Um, and. She and I, because of that, she came to our room like the very first day of school. And okay. She, and she and I started, you blowing up. Okay. You, Sorry, I'm getting some you get, text. Okay, you get some Valentine's Day? Sweet yeah, nothings from yeah. your wife? Yeah, she gave me presents. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I got you some, uh, another Omaha steak. <laughs> Congratulations. I got you a rock. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. Um, uh, okay, so go ahead. So, so, she's, a, so she, she's a junior, you're a junior, he's a junior. Yeah, we're all juniors. Mm-hmm. We're three juniors. Yeah. And, uh, but so we started dating. We dated for like the first month of school. And then, like, I, I was so, it was like, I was so, like, puppy loved that I think I must have just smothered her. Right. And so then she just, she, she dumped me. Wow. Um, and then. Now, did you, had, how far had the relationship gone? Had you made out? Had you made love? Had you... We had made out. Uh, okay. We had not made love. What base did you get to? <laughs> what, how far did you get? What base? I think I just got to like second base. What base did you get with her? Which is probably why I was so in love with her. Over the shirt or under the shirt? Uh, under the shirt. Under the shirt? Come on, queen. Right. Come on, queen. Right. Under the shirt. Under the shirt. I never been over the shirt in my whole life. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Under the shirt. Um, um, and then uh, what happened was we were. Up Apart, you know, for a long time. And but I was, how long were you together? I mean, how could you... A month. Okay. okay. I just fell for her. And, uh, okay. and then, you know, she was like beautiful girl from uh, from Jackson, Wyoming. Mm. And she wore my favorite perfume. They uh, called her Wi-Fi. Go on. Wi-Fi. There's that beautiful singing voice. Thank you. Thank you. People got a real treat. That's right. That's great. That was the real Kevin Hafner really singing was. voice. And uh, anyway, like... A few months went by, and and my roommate was like, she would always come by, and she never just like hitting it off as friends. Who? Me and the girl who, oh, who had dumped me. You okay? It's a different girl. Okay, go no, ahead. no, me and yeah. this girl. Yeah. And uh, and then he was like, you know, I think 
she's been talking about you a lot. Mm -hmm. I think if you go to her dorm tonight mm -hmm. and tell her you want to get back together with her, I mm -hmm. think she'll get back together. And this is her brother telling her. This is her brother telling her. Okay. This. I think you should nail her. No, he just said get like date her. He, said he she, cared. He cared. About so her. I went yeah. to her dorm uh -huh. and we talked about it. Okay. And at the end of it, she said, and I poured my heart out to her. Right. I opened up. Right. It was the first time I'd ever like been like open up. I was like, you know, I can't like when you're near me, I get like I just get nervous and like you know, it's like I I can't breathe. Right. You know, like and it's like I guess I just I don't know how to act around you because. I have fallen in love with you. Oh my god! And I don't, you know, it's like, oh and I just god, don't Steve. know how to act. Right. And after I said that piece, she said, "Well, I don't think you and I should date each other." <gasps> and I remember feeling my heart close oh, and become me. the black rock that it is today. Let me. So, I apologize. And have you? Uh, did you ever see her again? There is there is a funny twist on the story. <laughs> there is a funny twist on the story. I don't know. If oh, I, do tell. I don't know if I want to. Do tell, Lemmy. Um, well, what happened is then, after my junior year, I she jilted you. Don't hold back. Come on. Well, I'm friends with her and her brother now. Oh, okay. All and right, uh, all right. Then. Let's just say uh, there was a third chapter. She went lesbian. No, 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 no. Oh. She's she's uh, she's a delight. She got together with her brother. No, 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 no. I can't. I, I can't go into it. Okay, okay. But let's just say uh, there's a first time for everything. Do you know what Hello? I'm saying, guy? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying, guy? Hello. It, it's actually like it's it's just a testament to like the way life can work. Like I went back to New York City for my senior year, and she and I would talk on the phone all the time right. and write letters to each other. If you can imagine. Wait, wait. You put pen to paper and stamp to envelope. Wow. Okay. And. Uh, and the, the the love blossomed into a real mature thing. And then I, you know, I went out when they graduated, um, when all my friends graduated from boarding school. Right. I was, you know, back in New York City doing my own graduation type thing. Uh -huh. But I went, out to, I went out to visit them. Mm -hmm. And then let's just say, um, we said I love they you to each other. They wildfire, snake in the grass. Okay, and then you told you said you loved each other to each other, but then that was it didn't really go anywhere from there. Well, then we went to college. You know? Oh yeah, it's like, but I, I mean, I don't even remember. There was nothing. We never. Oh, you know what? Now that I think about it, we did anal. <laughs> you wait a second. Wait a second. I fucked that in the we did anal in the football stadium oh, in the fifty-yard line. We went. We went uh, ass to mouth. That's yeah. right. Oh, man, that's right. That's right. No, yeah, no. In front of a brother. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah, he was part of it. He was part of it. Oh, yeah. That was a tree way. Daisy chained them. Oh, That's the craziest thing I ever did. That's weird. Damn. Anyway, but uh, that hurt. That hurt me for a long time, actually. But whatever. Well, you got Look at me now. I know. Look at me now. That's why you tore a path through all the ladies of America. No, Kevin. What else is going on? Man, there's a lot of shit. Olympics. We got the Olympics going on. The Olympics are going on right now. Holy mackerel! You been watching? Uh, I finally watched a little bit last night. Uh, I, you know, I, I watched the Olympics fervently in my youth. Sure. And then as an adult, I haven't been into it. But the nice thing here's the nice thing: both summer and winter Olympics. Yes. The beauty of uh, of having kids is that you relive things, right? And you live vicariously. Like, I, I, if if my kids didn't love to watch the Olympics, which they do, they watch it with their mom. If they didn't love to watch the Olympics, I probably wouldn't watch the Olympics. Okay. But I've watched a little bit of it now. With okay. The kids. 
Okay. And it's fun to watch with the kids because they get so excited. Like, we were watching, like, some speed skating race, and it was, like, the Netherlands against Japan or something. Like, who gives a shit? And they were jumping up and down and yelling. The and Netherlands? The Netherlands. I like how you say Netherlands. And they're like, let's go, let's go. You know, they're rooting. Sure. You know? Well, I mean, you have it's your... Fun. Do they have any heroes right now in the Winter Olympics? Well, that's the beauty of the of, of the way they produce these Olympic shows is that they, may, they create heroes. So it's like... Mm-hmm. They'll give, you know, before the uh, the event goes on, they'll do a profile on someone who has some tragedy in their life or had to overcome some obstacle or has a relative with some terrible illness or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And then they'll profile that person and then that will become the hero that you root for mm-hmm. in the thing. Sure. You know, and it happened last night we were watching some ski jumping, which, or ski mogul racing or whatever, and. There's a guy who won the gold medal in Vancouver in Canada, and he's got a brother who's got cerebral palsy, and mm-hmm. they did a profile on it, and you feel terrible for the guy. He brings a tear to your eye, and then you root for him. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Did he win? Uh, it ended up being like, it was just one of those qualifying things. You know? Ah, man. And so uh, they took like the top, you know, 12 out of, you know, 20. Yeah, they'll play that story again. They will. And, but he, he did qualify, and uh, he wasn't the top guy, but he did qualify. I remember when I was a kid, like... I wanted to be a ski jumper so badly. Really? Well, it was just like, I mean, it was so fascinating, like, because on the wide world of sports, they had the agony of defeat. Sure, sure. And they famous. would show that guy just bite it. Yeah. And yeah. then, but then, you know, you'd watch the Olympics and you'd see all the ski jumping. Like, for, 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 truly for me, the 1980 Lake Placid Winter Olympics was the first time I really remember watching it. Right. And there it was, I mean, there was like Eric Hyden, first of all, was the, sure. the, the speed skater. Yeah. I rooted my Dick off for that. Sure, sure. Oh my god, I couldn't root hard enough for that. Yeah, guy. me either. And then obviously the uh, the nineteen eighty the miracle on ice the uh, U.S. Oh Olympics yeah, team. I, 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 I remember that moment vividly. But well, that, the interesting thing about that then though was that uh, it was you know we watched it on delay. Yeah, we you watched it like, the next delay. day or whatever. And like you, you, you well because you didn't know. You know what I mean? No, nobody knew. In fact, I actually just watched a, a pretty interesting thing. There was a local. A local radio station, because I guess they just farmed out the rights to anyone who wanted to broadcast live. Right. Because uh, the rules were different then for TV. And, and this actually sort of changed it, yeah. by the way, because they delayed the biggest event in Olympics right. history. Right. And uh, there was a local radio guy who also made a miracle call. Okay. And, uh, you know, when they win, he's like, this is a miracle. This is a miracle. And they, uh, they just interviewed Michael Ruzioni and played that tape for him and he had never heard that call before okay this okay. thing has never seen the light of day huh. which was just an interesting thing yeah um, but that was that was phenomenal that, that was really yeah I remember watching that it was a Saturday afternoon or something like that with my, with my brother watching it and yeah the living room you know like oh my god and the Jim Craig crying and the... Jim Craig and they hadn't even won the gold medal yet yeah yeah um, yeah and the rush and there was the Cold War I mean that whole yeah I mean, I, I was saying earlier, I mean, I think that's one of those things is like it made it so interesting when we were kids Yeah. because it was so villainous. You yeah. know what I mean? Now it's, it's hard to find villains. I mean, you know, whatever, you know, Putin's not the most warm and fuzzy guy in the world. And, uh, no. But there's not, you know, it's not like there are villains as, as like there when we were kids. They were fucking villains. I mean, that's, you know, Rocky IV. Oh, every movie, like, the bad guy would yeah, the Russians. I mean... And we were scared. Even Stings is saying that, and they're yeah. like, I hope the Russians love their children, yeah. too. And uh, I was uh, scared of the Russians. Sure. And that's what... And it made... Like, for example, that 76 Olympics, which, you know, 
was a seminal Olympics for my youth. I mean, that made it like, yeah, holy shit, you know, it escalated a little bit. Yeah, well, which was interesting. I feel, I and mean, we don't we don't necessarily have that now. Well, no, and it's interesting too because the I, I don't know the guy's name, but the head of the president of the IOC, yeah, the uh, the governing body of the Olympics. Uh, you know, he's coming to the fire, like how much he's kissing Putin's ass. And then, you know, the, the, the Russian anti-gay, uh, stance and, uh, you know, he came public and said, listen, you know, people's politics shouldn't play into this. This is about the athletes and Mm -hmm. he couldn't be more wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's bullshit because politics do play into it. Sure. It's countries going against each other. Sure. And that's just, and it's just the way it is. Yeah. And it's a great thing. It adds to it. And, and don't think that it isn't, uh, you know, mentally a part of the situation. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like the the woman who lit the torch or whatever. You, you really I did. With the, the, with the Twitter the about skater. Obama. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. She, she tw- you know, or whether she retweeted or tweeted, she retweeted a racist thing where someone superimposed a banana in front of Obama's face. Yeah. And this is the woman that had light the torch. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, and and this is, you know, I mean, this has been going back and forth between Putin and Obama, too, you know, from uh, the fact that uh, all of the people representing the United States, uh, the, the emissaries, they the ambassadors of the yeah. games, Billie Jean King. And, but I'll tell you this, we're right. We're right. We are right. We are right. And, you know, and, They're putting, you know, racist people up, and we're putting... Heroes. Yeah, well, the thing is... Heroes. The entire world is against them. Like, I don't know if you saw, but, like... Mm. So many uh, teams of athletes protested in their own way. Like the German team yeah. came out wearing rainbow-colored uniforms. Right, right. I know. I know. And uh, and uh, who else? The uh, the Greeks also had like yeah. rainbow-tipped gloves. Right, right. Uh, for their, so we need some villains. That's why. When they were the Russians are the villains again. They are, which is good. The Russians are the villains again. Although that little figure skater is just she's the darling of the Olympics. Mm, mm. I don't even know her name. But although I'll, t- I'll say this, figure skating, as I've gotten older, I've started to appreciate figure skating <laughs> and Well, gymnastics. you also know that as you get older, your testosterone levels fall, so that's probably why. <laughs> oh, I get it. You're calling me a woman, so now you're being, you've been a racist today and sexist. Okay, well, I'm, no, I'm just saying, you just, I mean... You just told me I'm becoming a woman. That's no, no, it's more reality. It's like I'm women, uh, I would say uh, the vast majority of fans of the figure skating are female, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. And now Are you're they? becoming a fan <laughs> as you get older and your testosterone goes down. It's just, it's just science. I actually didn't it's say science. I actually didn't say I was a fan. Oh. I say I appreciate it more. I think that you're growing to love it. <laughs> Did I say that? I that's, think re- you let's were. rewind and I hear think that. You said that. No, I've become I've as I've gotten older I've began to appreciate that and gymnastics more because when I was a kid I they're d- hot. I wish that, like, I could just say my point. You wouldn't be Sorry, sexist or, like, chauvinistic or, like, disgusting. I'm, I'm just expecting what you're going to say. That's it's all. because I appreciate the danger more and the difficulty sure. more of what they're doing. Like, when I was a kid, I'd see the figure skin and I'd be like, boring. Right. Give me ice hockey. You know, give right. me ski jumping. Right. Something like that. You know, in the summertime. Like, I'll, I'll take the fucking javelin. Uh-huh. Sure. You know, and, and now that I've gotten older, you know, I appreciate, like... Just how many of those figure skaters wipe out when they do a triple jump, a triple yeah, lutz. Yeah, And, like, on the balance beam, like, my heart is in my throat. Because sure. I'm like, one of these little 14-year-old girls <laughs> is going to bite it and They fall. only weigh 65 pounds. I know, but she's going to clock her chin on the way down on, on the world stage, and it's going to affect her physically and mentally for the rest of her life. Right, right. And these people have been training for their short 14-year-old life. I know. But it's going to affect them. And that's why, like, all these things are going through my head as I I watch those two events. Like, gymnastics, certain gymnastics, 
like the like the balance beam specifically. Okay. And sometimes the uh, uneven parallel bars. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and then, although as a kid I was always the the uneven pal- parallel bars always f- freaked me out because I could never understand how they could swing from the upper bar and do that thing where like. They bang their pelvis into yeah, the, the lower bar right, yeah. and then bounce backwards. Right, right. The women and the men. Yeah. I could never appreciate it because I, I could never do I've never even been able to do a pull up in my life. No. So to think about that is just it's like, you know. And that and it's one, like fairies and, and you know, the Easter bunnies. Sure. You know what I'm saying, bro? And goblins, yeah. <laughs> the uh, that I wonder what it would be like to be this is my impression of uh, of the uneven parallel bars when they see you walk into the gym. <laughs> okay. Fuck that, I quit. <laughs> They'd be so bummed Oof. if you, they saw you start chalking up. Sure, sure. Um, but, like, the Iron Cross dudes, like, you got to appreciate male gymnastics. Those, like, I, uh, Iron Cross. Right. When they, like, hang with their fucking hands Oh, yeah, side. yeah, yeah. Those dudes are strong. No, I, I appreciate the danger thing. Because, like, like well, I, I recently went ice skating. And it, I haven't gone skating in, like, five, I don't know, five years probably. And they... And I went, you know, with my kids or whatever, and we rented skates, and they give you, uh, all they had were, like, dude figure skates with the toe yeah. tooth or whatever the thing is. Yeah, the, the stop. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you, you realize the older you get, the worse it is when you fall down in any capacity. Like, when you fell down your six, it was no big deal. When sure. you fell down your 30, yeah, you know, it yeah. got a little more dangerous when you're 40 to fall down. Like, now, like, I'll hang with my dad. You're dead. You know, you fall down, like, he's 70. He falls down. Hey. Forget about it. Broken hip. <laughs> yeah. Dead a month later. But, like, that's why. Like, the older you get, the more you appreciate how much it hurts when you fall down. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's why it makes the fear skating so fucked up. Yeah, no, no, for, for sure. Because I sure. fell down skating, and it fucking hurt. Yeah. I still, my ass is still bruised like three months later no i mean kev your your body it's like we all have our things like i'm i'm more of a stitches guy you're like a twisted ankle twisted knee <laughs> like fucked up lower back kind of guy like you're sure you know sure like you like you know you like to find the pothole and fucking step right on the edge sure but it doesn't mean i don't like a good skate <laughs> yeah well uh, it, you know in terms of olympic history my my least favorite moment or triumphant moment was that little carry Strug, right? What? She's adorable. What I just call her a little Carrie Smug. <laughs> Why? Being carried out of there by that fucking perv Belia Caroli uh, with his fucking mustache. Huh. I mean, that was a, that was a, a seminal she moment. Ha- you have great little girl, great story. <laughs> One leg has to stick. Jump. <laughs> she does. It's true. She does. The thing that movies are made from. For love of sport. Mm. And they carry her at her. She's standing there on one leg. Yeah. They carry, he carries her around. She can't hop around like a normal person. Fuck Good for her. her. Good for her. What about uh, Costas? What do, you, what do you think about the Costas situation? Dude's eyes are bugging out. I he's, mean, it's getting comical. Well, he, it's comical to the point of they just punted him. Oh, they did today? Yeah. Matt Lauer is taking over. Oh, Jesus. Um, I mean, it was so, like, the camera just kept moving back and back. And they put the glasses on him. Like, my son was like, uh, uh, He's like, the guy on the Olympics is, is sick. And I was like, yeah. He goes, he's wearing glasses. And I was like, yeah. He goes, he looks like Mr. Peabody. <laughs> from the the dog the, the movie? Yeah, yeah, the dog. He thinks Bob Costas looks like Mr. Peabody. Except the only thing missing from Mr. Peabody is two giant red eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, Maybe he's just stoned. That could be it. He's smoking some of that sweet Sochi weed. Costas weed. Sochi. So kind. Uh, uh, I think Putin's gay, by the way. Oh, you do? Well, it's similar. I remember, like, just a couple, a little while ago, it came to my attention that uh, a friend of ours, uh, Mike Pelletieri, mm-hmm. um, a writer, a guy who, a screenwriter, mm-hmm. 
Um, it just came out that he was uncircumcised. Okay. But, like, the interesting thing was that every script you ever read that he wrote, mm-hmm. there was always an anti-circumcision joke. Right. Like, they, he, or an anti-non-circumcised joke. Right. Like, they would always make fun, he would always make fun of a guy who was uncircumcised. Right. To the point where, like, it came out by accident that he was uncircumcised, and you're like, holy shit, but you've always, you've just bagged on uncircumcised people. Sure. And he admitted that he had a certain self-loathing <laughs> issue about it. Oh, that was all the time. And now, but so I think, you know, Putin... Like Larry Craig, you know, Senator Craig, and, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and Michelle Bachman's husband, oh, yes. and all yes. that it happens all the time. Yes. Anyway, so that's... So you're saying Putin's that guy, too. Yeah. Now, I realize that a bullet might be about to enter my brain. Right. Right. I'm moments away the from KGB. death. KGB. I'm moments away from death right now, so I'll just say this before I go. I've always loved you, Queen. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else? Anything? Oh, Bruce Jenner uh, got his Adam's apple shaved uh, this week. He did. Yeah, his family's worried that he is um, that he is truly. That, you know, there's been speculation that he wants to become a woman. Right. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, but uh, he's gone one step further. We got the Adam's apple shave. Yeah, you do that. Is there any reason that you would do that for like a vocal reason? No, they said. In fact, it's it is surgery that is most often associated with a uh, a sex change. Oh, Um, and his quote was: "I mean, he continues to deny it, which is well. I mean, if if he does it, there'll be no hiding that. I mean, he's Bruce Jenner. Yeah, no, he's. I mean, Bruce Jenner was like a an American hero. I was looking at pictures of when he he was a fucking." Like macho man. Oh god! I remember watching that. Literally, like he could do no wrong. Yeah. Like he was just effortless. How much ass he kicked in that '76. Yeah, and he had lamb chop sideburns too. Yeah. It's cool. But he said today, he's like, I just don't like my Adam's apple, and that's right. why he had it removed. Right. Which is kind of okay. An interesting thing to say. Um, Michael Sam, Missouri. Right. Defense. Amazing. Event. That's amazing news. It is amazing. I liked it. And. Uh, It'll be, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I hope, I, I hope, hope he things kicks go some ass. That's the best way to silence any sure. critic or any homophobe is to just kick some ass. Yeah. And that's, and that's the nice thing about sports and all this stuff. Yeah. It's like, it, you're sexually... When he flattens your quarterback, there's nothing, there's nothing you can say about it. Exactly. Although didn't we have it like a, it would be sweet if like when he sacked somebody, his like taunty sack dance was to like butt fuck them. <laughs> That'd be a fucking... That should be what he does. Uh, man, I don't know. Is Maybe. to, like, pretend to butt fuck. Right. And then... Just totally flaunt it. And taunt them. Right. Taunt them. Right. And make people come after him and just be like, that's how much... I kick so much ass, I'll even taunt you and pretend I'm going to butt fuck your quarterback. I guess, but you know I'm anti-taunt, so... Right. I'm anti-taunt. Okay, but... The best thing you can do is not even do one of those stupid sack dances, like the shoveling thing or whatever. You know what I mean? You just sack them. Bury his head into the ground. Sack him, then, whack him. And then turn around and walk what if he back called, to the What hook? if he said, it like, I like to sack him and whack him? Like, he'd sack you and then, like, pretend to jerk off the quarterback. <laughs> sack him and whack him. Yeah. What about a touchdown dance? I hope I'm not, like, venturing into homophobia. Maybe. I'm just, maybe. I'm, maybe you are. I'm making fun. What about, like, if he scores a defensive touchdown? Right. He should, he should put the ball on the goal line and turn around and walk away. Okay. So do. you're saying what he should do is just... is. Uh, just keep a lower profile. Well, it's not lower. It's it's be the most be be a respectable person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That goes for everybody. I, that goes for everybody. I mean, you know, yeah. whether it's Richard Sherman or whatever moron you get running around. Out yeah, there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, not that Richard Sherman's a moron, but I'm saying like, I, well, I get he's the, not. I get the dumb chills from those 
a lot of those sack dances and the thing. I'm like, God, you look like a dork. Or like, well, if every time you get a first down, you know, like, oh, I got a first down. You got to do a big fucking point with the thing in the first down signal. I mean, come on. Absolutely. Give it a rest. A hundred percent. Particularly when you're losing by a lot. Particularly when you're a losing. A touchdown dance when you're losing by a lot. Or sacking somebody who's kicking your ass is Or is, I got a first down. I mean, come ridiculous. on. Come on. But for comedy's sake, it'd be sweet if like... Uh, he was going up against, like, you know, Jonathan Vilma had some pretty homophobic comments recently. Right. It'd be sweet if he sacked Drew Brees and then tended to buttfuck him. Well, it would be sweet if if that became the dance across the league in support of Michael Sand. Okay. So, like, he does, like, a buttfuck thing, and then that's everyone's thing. Sure. Like Jared Allen. Right. Buttfuck somebody. Yeah, or that's not even Michael Sam's thing. That's, you know, Jared Allen's thing. Mm-hmm. That's the other guy's thing. Or, in support. Or his teammate. Uh, right. Somebody who, whatever team he plays for, when his teammate sacks the quarterback, they buttfuck him. Or, and then know. high five and then... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, kudos. Well, regardless, I hope that he kicks some ass. I hope he gets... I hope he's on the New York Giants. I hope so, I hope too. he's on the New York fucking Giants. That's I my team, so bro. Too. I hope so, too. I hope he is. I'll root, I'll root, I'll root like crazy for the guy. Will you um, will you get a Sam shirt? Yeah, I would definitely. You've, I mean, I asked. I don't even ask that for any reason. That's that's a dumb question. Mm-hmm. Um, you you go for your favorite player on the team. Doesn't matter who he is. Yep, I got an A Rod shirt, bro. I have an A Rod shirt. You do have an A Rod shirt, and I wear it. I still wear it. Um, our new Yankees pitcher just charted a, an airplane. Um, uh, like a 727 Dreamliner for him and four other people and his dog to come to the United States first. Is it called the Tanaka Blast? It's not, but I wish it was. It, it, I wish it was. You should paint the Tanaka Blast on the side of it. You're Give right. me a Tanaka Blast. You're right. And then when you say, like, why did you charter that plane? He'll say, like, don't Tanaka till you tried it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hope like they play, like, can't you hear me Tanakan when he comes into a can't game. Can't you hear me Tanakan? What um, we're at an hour and a half. Okay. Um, my nanny's leaving in two minutes. Okay. So uh, I'm going to go What's get all baby What's that you've for? Uh, I mean, yeah, i got to take a poop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That means i got to take a poop. Yeah. All right, so we, we hit what? We hit we a lot of stuff. We hit your we, diploma, we hit the Oscars, we hit Valentine's Day, we hit the Olympics. Dude, we hit everything. An interesting fact about the Russian uh, games is that there is space rock in the medals. What do you mean? There's a meteorite that that uh, landed in a lake a few years ago in yeah. Russia, and they're using bits of that in in, in a lot of the metals. What if they all turned to like superheroes? Oh, that'd be sweet. Or, the they, or they all got weak. Oh yeah, like Kryptonite. Yeah, they they only put it in the American metals to make them weak. Oh man, that's what the Russians Dude, would do. Dude, that's what fifty one billion dollars gets you. That's what Putin would do. I hope they serve some French fries and gravy at uh, at Putin's uh, mansion. <clears throat> they should. You know, actually, that's what the Olympic athletes should do also like Michael Sam they should have a little trophy dance where it gets all gay shove it right in Putin's face like they like uh, what like do some Lady Gaga shit maybe maybe yeah whatever on the podium right in front of Putin I, I, I you know I bet there's there's I, we're not done with this yet I, I bet there's gonna be plenty of I mean sure. there's plenty of it of it going on sure um, 
Anyway. All right. We're All right. good. We're an hour and a half. Uh, dates, dates, dates. What do you mean Jacksonville? Um, Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. February 27th, 28th, and then and March 1st, because there is no 29th or 30th or no, 31st. There isn't. Amazing. Not all. I mean, sometimes there's a 29th, but not this year. February 27th, 28th, and March 1st at the Comedy Zone in Jacksonville. That's the next gig we have coming up. Uh, so come on, see us if you're in Jacksonville. Go to halfandandlemmy.com, get some tickets. And then we're lining up uh, a bunch of more dates uh, for the rest of the year. And uh, like in May, we're going to be in uh, Salt Lake City. Then we're going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina. we got a bunch of things coming up. We're, we're going to be back up to Boston, Calgary. Right? Calgary, Boston. Yeah, we got a bunch of things coming up. But we're going to put up on the website and uh, go look, halfandandlemmy.com. We'll get it all up there. Um, I think that's it, man. That's it. Shall we chew it on the way out? Let's chew. I'm going to chew... Some American cheese in honor of the United States in the Olympics. Okay. Okay. What should I choose? Chew. Chew. Uh, a hot dog? An apple, apple pie. pie, bro. That's what I'm going to choose. An apple uh, pie. Okay. And, um, and I'm going to chew that on the way out. And so uh, it's good that we had this conversation because we got some guests coming up now. Yeah, we got This some. will be the last uh, time you and I talk to each other ever. So. Okay, that's it? Okay. <laughs> It'll happen again. All right. All right chew it. Mm, good American cheese. Mm, apple pie. Have you ever had cheese on pie? I haven't, but here's a great thing. Now, yeah. I'm, now I'm eating it. They did that in um, um, Taxi Driver. That was De Niro's thing. He'd be like, right. I'd like a, a piece of uh, apple pie with some yellow cheese. Right. Later. Now leaving Nerdist.com.